now, your Nerd of Godcast. Behold the legendary squad who bring Christ culture and nerd culture together for some sweet, sweet two-player co-op. It's me, Tony T. <laughs> Lovely lady, let's <Lismati. laughs> The big man, Quentin Gregory Depp. <laughs> Alexandria Marica. <laughs> Lady not appearing in this podcast. <laughs> Steve O. Supremo. Hello, hello. Jamaican Ollie. Charlotte also not a. She had other things. And Megacon Liz. Where is everybody? <laughs> this is the podcast experience coming to you live from room 101A at Megacon 2024. What is up? Make some noise. <laughs> Welcome to this here Nerd of Godcast. My name is Tony T. This is the Nerd of Godcast crew. We're glad that you guys have met us. If you have not ever heard this podcast before, you are in for what I'd like to call a treat. <laughs> or possibly, uh, we'll talk after, all right? Uh, we would love for you guys to uh, connect with us beyond this panel. The way that you can do that is by following us across all the social medias. That's right, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and X at Nerd of Godcast. Anywhere where you can social, you can find us at Nerd of Godcast. Or you can be a part of our Facebook small group, the Nerd of God Squad. Just go to NOGsquad.com as soon as you get out of this signal-blocking building. And you can be a part of our Nerd of God Squad group where you can share some memes and live yo dreams. Welcome to Megacon, everybody. We are so glad that you're here. How, how are you guys doing? What's up, Nerd of God Squad? It is Megacon, and we are here with all of our friends. You, first off, you guys look great. If you are if you are here cosplaying, can I give you like a, a plus ten bonus to your score today? For you, you guys inspire me. Thank you so much. Even if you're not cosplaying and you put pants on, you're doing better than some people. <laughs> And I salute you for that. We're so glad. We want to get, you, get a quick opportunity for you guys to get to know our squad. And the, one of the best ways that we do that is one, with something we call the two-question interview. It's the two-question interview. Bum, bum. So what I'm going to ask each of them one of two questions, and then we're going to see how they answer our first question. And you guys think about your answers, too, all right? This is a time for, for pensive reflection, all right? We want you guys to, to be up in this. Number one of our two-question interviews. We're here at a con, and there's a ton of celebrities at this con. So many. Yeah. Have you guys have you guys paid the exorbitant amounts of money it, it, it costs you to see people who were Jedi 20 years ago? No. no? Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not knocking anybody. I'm just saying that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. If I ever get to the point in my life where I can charge you $300 to write my name on a piece of paper, you better believe I'm going to do it. <laughs> And everybody says, but they're so nice. They're so charming. It's like, yes, I would be. Listen, you could put your finger up my nose if you're giving me 300 bucks. I'm going to be the nicest guy you ever met. But anyway. So because it is excessive, so, I'm so sorry. So there is a limit to what you would do for $300. Uh, I w there, there is not a limit to what I would do for a Klondike bar, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got a price 
Mine is surprisingly low, okay? <laughs> uh, also, just as a reminder, because this is an audio podcast, for the people in the room, they can all hear you guys, but for the people listening at home, and there are millions and millions of Nerd of God cast fans listening at home, you guys make sure that you're talking into those things in front of you called microphones. Yeah. So if, when you talk into that gap in the middle, you do score the, the, the extra point, but you do not get uh, recorded. So, uh, and, and I know that everybody knows football now, because if you're not a football fan, everybody's a Taylor Swift fan, so we're all... So anyway, this is our one question of the two question interviews uh, he said in this podcast that definitely has a finite amount of time. The first one is, if you could bring anybody back from the dead, ooh, which is not one of the genie's things that he will do. I don't like doing it. Um, if you could bring anybody, any dead celebrity back for a one-time meet and greet at next year's Megacon, who would you bring back from the grave? All right, Steve-O, what you got? Kevin Conroy. Oh, yeah, you're, that's a good answer. I feel I, I regret asking this question immediately now because this is <laughs> going to get emotional real quick. M Megacon Liz, and you, feel free to take the microphones off the thing and then just pass them. Just pass them. Uh, Liz, what do you say? Um, the first person I thought about was Robin Williams. Oh, oh that's good. Uh, man, I feel so. I want to go to Heaven Con now. Oh. That's where I want to go with the genie and the Batman. Uh, Alexandria. Not for next year's con, but for this year, I wish Andre the Giant were here because I love the Princess Bride. That would be great. Oh my, Wallace Shawn. Where's Mandy Patinkin when you need him? He can give out peanuts to everybody. Anybody want a peanut? Yeah. Liz Mati. Yes. I was thinking, I think Michelle Nichols. I think. Michelle Nichols. Aw, aw. I know. She was awesome. She was. Was she here two years ago? Two years ago. Aw, man. Yeah, Michelle Nichols. Uhura. Um, all right, in the back, Neff. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, The Lantern. Kyle. Oh, Kyle Rayner, thank you. Uh, I would probably say Will Rogers. Will Rogers? Yeah. The, the cowboy. Yeah. Oh, sorry, wrong, wrong. Uh, oh, Fred Will Rogers. Oh, Fred <laughs> Rogers. Oh, Roy Rogers, the guy from the chicken restaurant. I don't know. Aaron Rogers. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> he's not dead, but he's not. <laughs> oh, 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 is that a sports reference? Just yeah, his Achilles. Man, he blew man, his man. ankle. Uh, all right, and uh, finally, uh, Ollie. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Liz stole my answer. Robin Williams as well. I mean, the dude was hilarious. Hilarious. Robin, was you, you don't have a second choice? I could not think of one. All right, then you can bring back Aaron Rodgers as well. <laughs> <laughs> Second question for our two-question interview. If you could, okay, now, now you, when, when you go through all of the vendors at MegaCon, I don't know if you're old school like me. I, I think we're all old school now. You, have you seen anything that you're like, oh, my gosh, I had that when I was a kid? If I would have kept that toy in the box, I could have sold it for $14,000 today. I had no idea. If you could recover one nostalgic item from your childhood, if you could find it today at a vendor and bring it home with you, what childhood treasure would you recover for yourself? Uh, let's start, well, let's go the opposite direction. Ollie, so that Liz can't steal your answer. I had an original Battle Cat from the He-Man franchise from the 80s. My mom gave it away in front of me. Does your mom, mom. not like you? I, when I was a child, I'm assuming no, because she did, she did that to me. So that, that would be it. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And then I would send her the bill for it. Okay. <laughs> You're paying for this one, Mrs. Gale. Uh, what do you got, Kyle Rayner? Uh, when, I was a, when I was a kid, I, wanted, uh, uh, I was a big fan of Yu-Gi-Oh, and I wanted a dual disc for Christmas, and I actually got it for Christmas. Okay, but uh, you, you no longer have it? I broke it, taking it out of the box. Oh. 
Oh, wow. And it was like a limited edition one, too. It was like the Chaos dual disc, so it was like mm. all cool looking. And a little, like little too much Chaos, a little less number. disc. Oh, yeah, exactly. Man, man. I don't know. I, I never played or watched Yu-Gi-Oh, all right? But every time I see it because of like the iambic pentameter of it, I just want to say it like they say Rufio in Hook. It's like Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh. You know, you know, you know. Steve-O. Um, so uh, my answer has changed when I was... A kid is when Pokemon was brand new, and I had an a like first run, first print holographic Japanese Charizard, oh. and I invited like, like friends over. We were just showing each other our cards, and one of my friends stole it, and I I never he never saw him again. He like skipped down like a shyster. Well, we're gonna go straight to the Bible lesson portion of this podcast and say. <laughs> How do you go to hell without having to wait in line? <laughs> Steal someone's Charizard card. The Lord is no longer with you. I'm pretty sure that's very valuable today, and I'm <laughs> angry. So sorry for your loss. Uh, Megacon Liz. So I don't remember the name of it, but I had, like, I see, like, Nintendo Switches, like, so popular now. But yeah. I had the, it was a Sega version. The Nomad. No, it wasn't the Nomad. It was Saturn. The Game Gear. It was the Game Gear. Ah. I had the Game Gear with uh, this, a Sonic game. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. It was the only good game for Game Gear, I think. And like one day we moved and I could not find it ever. <sighs> I could not find it. And I was like, my, that's like my best thing I've ever had. Um, but yeah, that one. Could game you imagine Gear. if you could play Baldur's Gate 3 on a Game on Gear? On Game Gear? Yes. <laughs> could you imagine how terrible the graphics would be? <laughs> Anything for Gail. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Alexandria. Maybe not the nerdiest thing, but something that I loved growing up was a, my brother's PlayStation Portable that I often stole from him to play Tony Hawk. Wait, wait, wait. Is it possible that you stole Liz's Game Gear? I did not. <laughs> I only stole my brother's PlayStation Portable, I promise. I did you also take my Charizard? I feel like we just, we're solving Christ. Cold Case episode of the Nerd of Godcast, everybody. Uh, could you get security in the back right? when she when we're done? Um, <laughs> cuff her and take her away. All right, uh, and Lismani. I want my Barbie talking townhouse back. <laughs> because much like Oliver, my mother didn't like me and donated it without asking me that I wanted to donate it. She cared about the poor children that didn't live with her instead of the poor children that did, yeah. Uh, and I guess the answer for me for this question is it doesn't matter. As soon as I see something that sparks nostalgia, I just buy it. I don't care. That's what <laughs> credit cards are for, kids. It's terrible. We're going to play a game, and uh, you guys have in front of you some dry erase boards, and uh, you have cards that say orange team or green team, and we're going to play a game called Green Team Wins. And the fun thing is you guys can all play along with us, all right? I'm so automatically on green team. Nope, you're not. Sorry, Green Lantern. You're, on, you're an orange lantern, which is like... <laughs> What is orange lantern? Like you like Popeye's Avarice. chicken or something like that? No. I'm, <laughs> the Joss tang. Whedon cup. I have I have a ring that makes flaky buttery biscuits and potato wedges. Uh, <laughs> love that chicken from Popeye's. Um, <laughs> not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. <laughs> I think you can get fried chicken over there in the uh, in the lunch area for eighty seven dollars and a kidney. Uh, <laughs> These are, the, these are the crimes we need to fix that. Uh, all right, so we're going to play this game, and, and everybody else can play. Just keep a track of what team you're on right now. You are on the orange team. Congratulations, orange team. You're losing. Okay. So the way this works is the green team wins. I'm going to ask one person. I'm going to ask a question uh, of the panel up here, and they're going to answer this question on their board how they feel the answer should be. So everybody's going to answer every question. Whichever question, whichever answer is the most popular is the winning answer. 
So if I say what's better, Popeye's chicken or Kentucky Fried Chicken, and everybody except for Steven said Popeye's, then the proper answer is Popeye's. That's the correct answer. Majority rules. And if you answered Popeye's, you're on the green team. Congratulations, you're a winner, okay? And if you answered KFC, back to the orange team with you. So sorry. It's going to be a tough day. You're the worst. All right, so here's the first question. I'm going to put my uh, handy-dandy reading glasses on because I'm old. <laughs> if you guys are in your 40s, anybody here in their 40s that realize your arm is not getting any longer? <laughs> All right, so the first question is this. It's a this or that question in uh, Green Team Wins, and it is the best thing to do would be to take a boat across the ocean or to take a train across the country. Take a boat across the ocean or take a train across the country. Whichever answer is the most popular is the correct answer. All right, everybody has your answers. You only have a few seconds. Three, two, one. Lismati, answer. Train. Sorry. Just go down the line. Train. 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 Boat. Train. All right, train is the right answer. If you said train, you're on the green team. Green team wins. Flip your card to the green card, except for Neff. You get nothing. You're on the orange team. You <laughs> lose. There's no space on trains. <laughs> and there's no trains in space. <laughs> except for Astro Train, the Transformer, which I had a nostalgic kick for and bought. Was, he's a triple changer. He's trying to change into a train and a space shuttle, right? All right, here we go. Question number two, another this or that. What's better? Hey, somebody brought bagels. Or, hey, somebody brought donuts. Ooh. We're going to see which team wins, all right? You guys getting your answers cheese? out there? Scotty, you got your answer? My man. All right, here we go. Is there cream cheese? It, there's all, it, if, if they brought bagels. If they didn't bring cream cheese with the bagels, what has this all been about? He, he meant for the donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I always carry schmear with me, just in case. Schmear and locks, all right? You never know. Okay, what's the uh, what's the right answer? Start with Steve-O. I said donuts. Bagels. Bagels? Bagels. Bagels. Donuts. No. I wasn't keeping track. <laughs> it was it was bagels. Four bagels, two donuts. Bagels win? Really? All right, if you said bagels, you're on the green team. Who said bagels out there? Show of hands real quick. I knew Scotty was going to say bagels. Are there like, like, like fruity pebble bagels? I think not. I do like a nice onion bagel, though. Uh, all right. Uh, this or that. Watching a dog have a dream. Aww. Or watching a baby eat ice cream for the first time. That's your question. Watching a dog have a dream. <laughs> I'm picturing it. It's adorable. <laughs> Or watching a baby. You know the best thing is watching a baby eat a lemon. Have you ever? I love that. <laughs> There's been some trends I don't like. I don't like when parents put pieces of cheese on their baby. That one was weird. I don't know where that came from. Were they like slapping on the face? But babies eat a lemon is great. Funny. It's not funny. It's cruel and unusual. All right. Watching a dog have a dream or seeing a baby eat ice cream for the first time. We're going to start in the back with Ollie. Ice cream. Baby with a dog. Oh, wait, no, wait, what did I say? I think you said penguin dog. I said baby with the dog. I combined the two. Uh, the dog, the dog dream. Squirrel baby monkey butt. Like it's a Doritos commercial or something. Puppy monkey baby. <laughs> uh, so what was your answer? Oh, the dog. dog. Okay, Steve. Uh, doggo dreams. Dog. Baby with ice cream. Doggy. All right, so I think dog wins. Who's on the green team out there in the audience? You're winning. Who's orange team? Aw, sorry guys. It's okay. There's time to come back. We're going to do two more real quick. We're going to see how you guys do. All right. 
You know what's funny? Uh, Sorry. No, quick. tell me. I can't wait for you to tell me what's funny. What's up? The people up here, I, well, most of the people it seemed like who have children said ice cream. Yes. The people who have dogs said I dogs. Have I have a dog, so. Okay. To clarify, I don't have children. <laughs> that was, I'm going to categorize that as interesting, but not funny. That's okay. There's a distinction. It's all right. We got it. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to make this one funny because I don't think anybody has either of these. Die heroically in battle <laughs> or die peacefully in your sleep. Either way, you get to go to the convention where Robin Williams is signing this weekend. <laughs> All right, die heroically in battle or die peacefully in your sleep. You know? It's easy. It's easy? Yes. It, it depends. Do you want people to sing songs of your glory? Nope. All right, Lismati, what's the answer? Peace, y'all. I don't want to <laughs> uh, I'd rather die heroically. You're so much better than I am. Dying in battle, <laughs> definitely. You can't get the Valhalla unless you die in battle. <laughs> well, I believe in uh, the Lord's heaven, so uh, I want to die peacefully. <laughs> yep, peacefully in the sleep. That was an uh, even split. That means you get to break the tie, Tony. It's an even split. Come on. Howard Salter. <laughs> Are we dying heroically in battle or peacefully in our sleep? There you go. That's what happens when you ask a veteran, you know? <laughs> Huzzah! Huzzah. All right. So if you said heroically in battle, you're on the green team, and that means you're winning. Yes. Oh, oh, okay. So uh, we're losing momentum here, clearly. The, being on the green team is not as exciting as I'd once hoped it would be. So we're going to get one more out of here, and then we are done. Okay. Frosting or cookie dough? Oh. Frosting or cookie dough? The audience like, frosting! Now! I think they have a, a, a little kiosk down there where you can buy tubs of frosting. It's just $9,000 and you're firstborn. Frosting or cookie dough? We'll start with Ollie. Frosting. Neff. Cookie dough. Steve-O. Cookie dough. Liz. The dough of cookie. Yeah. Cookie dough. And? Cookie dough. Oh, uh, who said dough? That dodo. And I think that most of us are on the green team, which means most of us are winners. Congratulations. Give yourself a big hand. I think it takes a, a really <laughs> good job. That we are way more excited about fictional cookie dough than we ought to be here. And that's okay. That's all right. There's worse things to be excited about. We're going to get into our, uh, our uh, oh, man, I had a whole entrance for game time that I forgot to play. That was it. So, yeah, that was game time, everybody. Congratulations. <laughs> That was like a, like a deleted scene, all right? It was the theme song that no one got to hear. Um, yeah, we're going to get into it. Let's talk a little bit about that tonight. We're going to talk about wisdom. You know, Wisdom is such an important thing. I was inspired by this because I was walking around the con, and I saw a, a booth that had paintings. And there was a painting of um, in a cave lit by torches, Master Yoda sitting with Uncle Iroh from Avatar The Last Airbender. Ooh. And I was just thinking, bro, what knowledge are they dropping in this painting right now? <laughs> like, what is happening in here to it, the insightful and enlightening commentary that is happening between these two wise, wise sages of men? And I was thinking about the life lessons that I learned from watching sci-fi movies and reading comic books and playing video games. And I was just thinking how much of my life, probably more than I'm comfortable admitting, has been derived from the wisdom of these fictional wise characters. All right, and some of it you guys know, so don't don't judge me on this one, because we all know that with great power comes great 
responsibility. Absolutely, and we're all better for that, right? We know that Yoda tells us, do or do not. Yeah, and the Ghostbusters say don't cross the stream. That's right. Important for fighting Ghost of the Gozerian or when using the men's room at Megacon. <laughs> oh, oh, now we lost our E for everyone rating. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so who are some of the wisest characters that you guys can think of from, from your favorite fandoms? People that are like, I would, I would sit and listen. I would read, I would eat fortune cookies that were written by this character. Gandalf. What's something that Gandalf said that, that you find particularly inspiring or wise? Fly, you fools. <laughs> get okay. out of here. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I, I like when Gandalf, he's, he's like, um, you know, we all have to decide what to do with the time that's given to us, right? That's all, that's, you know, I don't, I'm, I don't want to quote that wrong, but that's basically what he said. You guys saw the movie. Uh, <laughs> well, who's another wise character? Someone that you like, oh, man, they, they, they just be dripping that wisdom. I like the Oracle from the Matrix. Like the There Is No Spoon Oracle? Yeah, yeah. That's how, that was, that was me trying to cut, eat cereal the other day. I'm like, why ain't we got no spoons? I got them. <laughs> you ever try to eat Cheerios with a fork? Yeah. Ain't right. No God in that. Another wise character. Nobody? Yeah, holler one out if y'all know somebody. Splinter, bro. Bro, if you got a rat that can raise some teenage turtles, he knows what's up. All right, Splinter's good. Who else? Miyagi-san. It's not even in what Mr. Miyagi says, right? It's in what he doesn't say. Ah, Mr. Miyagi. Hey, do you guys see that they're making a, a new Karate Kid movie with Jackie Chan and uh, Daniel LaRusso? And Ralph Macchio. I thought it was fake. I saw it online. I'm like, that's fake. I looked is on IMDb. Is Jaden Smith involved with it? I have no idea if he is or not. But it's, it, it is. It's Jackie Chan and Ralph Macchio. And I'm like, bro, wow. I don't know if I hate this or not. Like, I don't know. It's like, are y'all mad at like Cobra Kai, right? It's like, man, how come the bad guy got all the, you know, all the chutzpah now? And now we got to, so we're going to, I'm going to go see it. I'm going to go see it, right? I don't know. All right, somebody else is wise. Holler, holler something out, unless you guys have somebody. Ali. Kakashi from uh, Naruto. <laughs> you're, pl Bacon. you're playing to the fan base here. <laughs> tell me, tell me, give me, give me some Kakashi wisdom. Did I say that right? Because I'm notorious for pronouncing Naruto names wrong. <laughs> Don't desert your friends. That's good he's, stuff. He's big on that. He said, I would rather die for my comrades than to okay. live while deserting them. Uh, Harry Potter folks, any Dumbledore? Pretty, pretty wise character. Yes. I, I saw a quote uh, from Dumbledore. Happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if only one remembers to turn on the light. Oh, yeah. oh that's good. I've never seen a Harry Potter movie. I, I never have, because I'm a Christian. And <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm and anybody else? Aslan. Aslan. Bro! Be dropping Aslan on us up here. That's like Jesus and the Lion King. <laughs> it's like, hallelujah! Man, that scene where Aslan, he, he, he takes, uh, in the movie, you know, which is fresher in my mind, and he, and he takes Edmund into the tent, and they have that long discussion, right? Yeah. And he comes out, and he's like, we've cleared it out. He says to the brother and sister, he's like, we don't speak of it again. And I'm like, bro, yeah. man, that's my Jesus, right? Yeah. In the Lion King form. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Anybody else? Ron Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> that's so interesting. Bring me all the bacon and eggs you have. <laughs> what I think you heard me say was, bring me a lot of bacon and eggs. What I said was, oh. 
the bacon and eggs you have. Um, I wrote down a couple quotes that I really liked here. Um, the uh, Odin from Thor, a wise king never seeks out war, but he must always be ready for it. Um, the ancient one from uh, Doctor Strange, we never lose our demons, we only learn to live above them. Black Panther uh, from Black Panther, in times of crisis, the wise build bridges while the foolish build barriers. Um, the 11th Doctor, we're all stories in the end, just make it a good one. Um, Doc Brown, your future is whatever you make it, so make it a good one. One of my favorite characters, though, legitimately, I, I never watched this show until COVID happened. I watched the Avatar The Last Airbender. Are you guys, are you guys Avatar yeah. fans? Are you guys psyched? Have you seen the live action trailer? What, what do you, what do you think? What do you think about the live action trailer, Squad? Goosebumps. Looks dope. You got to got to talk in, got to talk in the microphone thing. Uh, yeah, it looks so so good. So Uncle good. Iroh became one of my favorite characters. Uh, I when uh, like people would tell me they're like you, you remind are me of Uncle Iroh. I am Uncle Iroh, and I'm like the fat old bald guy. Cool. <laughs> I couldn't couldn't be like the cool dashing dynamic character. I couldn't be. I, I mean, I'd be Appa, right? I'd be like the the flying by anything. But don't make me the old guy. Then I watch the show. I'm like, I am Uncle Iroh. <laughs> uh, Uncle Iroh. Uh, so actually, it was for I think it was my birthday a couple years ago. Liz Marty got me a shirt that had uh, it had uh, like all these Uncle Iroh sayings on it, and they're really tiny and you can't read it. So when I wear it, people will just walk up to me and just stare at my chest, and it's like, hey. I'm up here. <laughs> <laughs> Many things that seem threatening in the dark become welcoming when we shine light on them. Uh, you will find that if you look for the light, you can often find it, but if you look for the dark, that is all you will see. Good times become good memories, but bad times make good lessons. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's good inspiration, right? Listen, I'm inspired by, by the wisdom of, of God's word, but, but it's... it's always amazing to see these principles and these ideas kind of played out in some of our favorite characters and from some of our favorite stories because wisdom doesn't always land on us the right way you know sometimes when you're in a bad mood or you're having a bad day or things aren't going your way people come up and you're like let me give you some some wisdom and you're like you can shut up <laughs> i want to hear your wisdom i want to just be mad sometimes it's nice to just be mad right you're like, <laughs> but when we watch these characters that we love. That's why we. That's why we celebrate these stories, right? You know, we see in anime, we see in video games, we see, we see these characters going through all of these situations, and we're like, man, I relate to that. And then this wisdom applies to their life, and somehow magically it just transfers to our life. So, how would you define squad wisdom? Like, what if, if I never heard that word before, and I'm like, it's a tooth in the back of your head. They got to cut it out, and then you get puffy cheeks. Uh, how would you? What is wisdom to you? Taking your life experience to not only help yourself be able to guide others in the right way to go that's good i like i like how you life experience right yeah because sometimes you can hear these things of wisdom but ain't nothing like experience <laughs> that teaches wisdom what else somebody else what, what is wisdom to you alexandria i would say that wisdom is knowledge applied there's a difference in whoa knowing whoa, whoa. Something. back back it up say that one more time for the folks in the back wisdom is knowledge applied it's one thing to know something but if i only contain it as head knowledge and I don't live it out, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't change me. It doesn't allow the people around me to be changed by my actions or my heart intention. Yeah. So that's good. Wisdom is knowledge applied. Any any other takes on that? 
uh, it's this is more of an analogy that I feel like fits that. It's like the difference between being very good at the game Guitar Hero and being able to play guitar. No, yeah. literally, yeah. yeah. Like, does it, because I can, I'm good at Guitar Hero. I can't play a lick on the actual guitar, but I have a friend who can play guitar, and his fingers are calloused because yeah. of the time and the effort and the, the pain he's had to go through to be good at his craft. And with wisdom, I can pretend to know what I'm doing, but if I've gone through something and I'm able to take the pain and the callous, not the callousness in a bad way, but the callousness as a reminder of what I've done to be able to show the experience that I've been through and help other people. Yeah, yeah. And that, and that, sometimes that, that wisdom, it takes a, a process, I think. Like, the, the series, when you get hurt, when you get burnt, right, There there's a period of time where you're just, like, so afraid. And it's like, I don't want to get near anything again. I kind of want to lock in and shelter myself. So sometimes that what can turn into wisdom, if it's not planted in your life to, to bear fruit, it can actually rot in your life and create a toxicity, right? Because we, we, we allow our hurts maybe to, to freeze us in place and to guard us and lock us down in a way that, that God maybe never intended. But if we take those mistakes or we take those pains, whether they're things that we've done for ourselves, right, or, or things that other people have done to us or at us, um, we can... One, okay, one of the things that I, I love, you guys, one of my favorite characters, you guys love Iron Man, right? I, one of the, the, this, this was brought to my attention, and I love this. Maybe you guys have heard about this, um, is that Tony learns from his mistakes. Uh, so in the first Iron Man movie, you, you see that happen real quick. Remember, he takes the Mark II suit up, and he flies it up, and uh, he gets too high, and it ices over, right? And then, you know, he, he crashes down and lands in his car, and dummy, you know, shoots him with the... The, the, the fire extinguisher. At the end of the movie, he's fighting against Obadiah Stane, the Ironmonger, right? And they're flying up really, really high. And Tony just casually says to him, what'd you do about the icing problem? And at that moment, Ironmonger ices over and he can't resist. But Tony figured out a way around that because Tony learns from his mistakes. And that, that pattern kind of continued on, which I thought was really, really interesting. So you, you can see everything that Tony ever makes a mistake in, in the Iron Man movies and the Avengers movies, he always fixes in a later movie. All right, so, so Tony gets kidnapped in the first Iron Man movie, put in a cave. Uh, later on in Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, there's a tracker in Spider-Man's suit because Iron Man doesn't ever want to get taken to a place where people can't find him, right? So he puts trackers in all of his suits. Uh, in Iron Man 2, Whiplash damages him with electrical, so he puts an electrical absorber in his suit, which you see in the Avengers when Thor shoots him with electricity and it actually charges his battery power. Yeah. You see it again in Endgame where a whole panel opens up on his back where Thor shoots lightning into it and then Iron Man channels it and shoots it out because Tony learns from his mistakes. In Iron Man 3, he gets stuck in the snow, so in Spider-Man Homecoming, he adds heat to his suits, right? His suit didn't work in space in the Avengers, but in Infinity War, he makes his suit where it works in, in space. In Civil War, Rhodey gets shot by Vision and falls, so he adds to Spider-Man's suit a parachute because Tony learns from his mistakes. And I think that's wisdom. I think we're, none of us are immune from making mistakes. That's where the grace of God comes in. Can I get an amen from the amen. congregation? You know, God loves us and, and, and he understands, you know, there's a relational part to God's nature that he knows that we're not perfect. Thank God. But he gives us wisdom so that we can learn and we can do better. You know, you, you, I'm looking at Edgar right now. How, how old's your daughter, Edgar? Three years old. So she has learned, has she not? She's made plenty of mistakes, plenty of boo-boos. Are you potty trained right now? How many mistakes <laughs> did she make on that long journey, right? Too many to count. But, but more than just her, you're a dad, a first-time dad of a three-year-old child. How many mistakes did you make along the way? 
That's why kids are pretty durable, right? <laughs> like, you know, we don't, we don't want you to drop them, but in case you do, they'll probably be fine, right? You know, we, you, we, because we, we are fallible, imperfect people. How grateful are you guys for God's grace when we're not perfect, right? So is, is there like a moment of clarity or wisdom, something that, that maybe you have learned or gained along your life from imperfect or uh, failure moments in your story? Let's get real for a second. I feel like wisdom, I love how you said that. And I think that like refinement is the word that I keep clinging on to is like, I want to be really refined in areas where I've, I've not been. And when I, I go to like work, I have like a new job and that's a new role or just operating in that every day I go in and I'm like, I don't know who's trusting me. Like who thinks I'm an adult here <laughs> and that they're giving me this like adult thing to do. And the beginning of it was like constantly feeling like I'm a child and who's leaving me in charge. And then <laughs> now every day that's passed, I, I have just realized that I didn't even know, but the exposure and the, co the consistency of that exposure and being in work every day and learning the lessons every day, even if I wasn't actively, but just being around it, I think sometimes just being where God is, even if you are intimidated or you're frustrated or you're broken but you're just there and you commit to the consistency of that you won't even really even realize how refined you're becoming yeah. until the moment one day comes where you're like i'm the grown-up in the room <laughs> and, I, and i know how to do that yeah that's good yeah. Uh, i go play uh golf sometimes at like drive shack top golf you know those places uh where you play golf but it's like a video game but it's also real golf at the same time it's it, it's like i want to feel like an adult but i also kind of want to play sega um <laughs> they have on the side of the wall these like little encouraging statements and one of them is up there it just says real big it says be bad until you're good I love that. I love that. You know, like, like, and that's the thing. Like, I love characters that we get to stick with long enough over a story arc that we get to see them not good at the thing until they're good at the thing, right? right? That's like my favorite. Like Luke Skywalker um, is horrible, right? In the first movie, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's kind of a whiny little farm boy. Um, but by Jedi, right? Like my man's in black. He's cool. He's calm. He's collected. He's got a robot hand. Got a green lightsaber and he's ready to do business, right? He's like, he's like super confident, walks up to Jabba the Hutt. And he's like, that's the last mistake you'll ever make. My, my sister's going to put on an inappropriate outfit and choke you out. <laughs> Spoiler alert for Return of the Jedi, sorry. <laughs> okay, personal question. Again, we're getting real here. This is an unguarded time, all right? If you could have like one category, one area in your life, think, think like if you're playing D&D &D and you have all your different skill traits, right? Your attributes. If you could ask God to grant you wisdom in one specific area of your life, where would you immediately apply that supernatural wisdom? Um, I would say leadership. Okay. Um, I, for those of you who don't know, I'm a uh, kids pastor outside of here. And a mighty fine one, I might add. He's my lead pastor. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just being able to lead not only children but adults um, is one of the things that I, I, I find the most challenging, but also the most rewarding. And I think having strong wisdom in that is very important because uh, church hurt is real and it can come from the pastoral leadership if you don't handle things correctly with people, if you, if you aren't treating people correctly, if you're not uh, staying connected with them, communicating, planning correctly, um, doing those types of things. So I think uh, having the wisdom and discernment to be a leader Good. is very important to me. Nice, very nice. Steven? Sort of in a similar similar vein to what Neff was saying, uh, like compassion and empathy, uh, but not like I feel like I lack in that, but I want to be able to 
interact with people and have them walk away feeling better about themselves and what they're going through than they did before they met me. As somebody who grew up with a very rough, traumatic uh, childhood, never really feeling good about myself, when I what really opened my eyes to that was actually being a part of a church full of like genuine love, genuine lovingly people right. who made me feel better about myself, but not in like a uh, boastful way. <laughs> well, I actually feel like somebody cared about me because right. I, I went through a lot of abandonment issues throughout my whole life, but feeling accepted. So I want to be able to interact with people and not only just show them love, but show them God's love to where like one of my biggest strong suits in all my job and every job I've had is customer service just because I want to to let people know that they're hurt. Right. So right. I just, to be able to be compassionate to others, but have the wisdom to do it enough, but also to not like have people just walk all over me and take advantage of that. To be able to, to, to gauge both of those areas. Cool, very cool. Somebody else, if, if you could ask God to grant wisdom in one area of your life, what would it be? I think kind of flip of that a little bit, Will wisdom in like your own self-worth and understanding, because I think that it's easy to, to get caught up in your identity of, if it's your fandom or if it's like your image, if we live in the world where like everything is how you look on, portray yourself on social media, it's easy to your self-worth to get really rooted yeah. in really superficial things and being able to be wise and putting that like a lot more capital in the things that actually matter and that's letting good. those things define you. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, putting your eggs in the right basket there. Yeah, anybody else? I think that it's uh, like there's so many different areas in our life. Like I, I feel like I, I would love to have like financial wisdom, right? Like that's that's something yeah, when you when you're here at a convention Amen. and Second. everything, <laughs> and it's like, well, you know, uh, I haven't seen uh, a vintage Kenner ATAT in a long time, and that one's in the box. Um, I've seen them for more money online, so if I buy that, it's like I'm making money on this. Girl math. It's like I'm. <laughs> If I don't buy it, I'm losing money is what's happening. So, you know, so I, sometimes financial wisdom is really, really good. Relational wisdom is really, really tough, too. Uh, empathy and, and being able to. So there, there's so many different areas in our life, but we can ask God for wisdom. That, that's something the Bible talks about. There's a whole book uh, uh, in the Bible called Proverbs where it's like, look, if you look for wisdom, you're going to find wisdom. If you want it, you're going to have it. There, there was a, a, a great story, um, and I'll, I'll probably mis, uh, misstate who it was, but let's just say it was like Play-Doh, all right? So not, not Play-Doh like the Fun Factory, like Squishy Play-Doh, but Play-Doh, um, like, like, uh, like Socrates, like Socrates. Um, out on the boat uh, in, in, the, in the lake with, with one of his students, one of his disciples who, who said to him, they said, Master, I, I long for wisdom. Uh, how can I be as wise as you? And Plato, without saying a word, put his hand on the back of his student's head and just plunged it into the water and just held it there. And the student's on like, <laughs> like, kicking and squirming and trying to get out and uh, couldn't get up. And, and just about the point where it looked like it was going to be, you know, bubbles, bubbles, no more. Like you can hear the Sonic the Hedgehog music, like dun, 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 dun. Um, he pulls his head out. He's like, <gasps> so what, what was that for? He said, when you want wisdom as much as you just wanted air, then you'll have it. And I think that's so powerful because God is not wanting to withhold the blessing of wisdom from us. Sometimes it just comes from living day to day, turning the pages in the story of our own lives, right? But sometimes it comes from looking to the wisdom of the Lord. Sometimes it looks it looks like looking at the people that are around us and learning. Uh, it, it's, it's called discipleship, you know, learning from the people that, that, that God's put around us. Maybe it's a teacher, maybe it's a pastor, maybe it's a parent. Uh, cho making good choices. How many of us to be accepted have allowed other people to speak their own wisdom into our life that's led us right into the wall 
right? Because we, wanna, we, we don't want to be left out. We want to be loved and treasured. All of those things, when we put them aside, they're just counterfeits of the thing that God wants for us, the, the, the story that he's trying to tell in our lives. So I just really want to encourage you guys. Wisdom is yours for the asking. Uh, final thoughts? Any last two cents to throw in? Jump in there, girlfriend. Um, I just want to say that over the past year, I have learned a lot about what it looks like to just sit in friendship with the Lord. Um, and there are two ideas that I want to connect in a way. Um, Psalm 25 tells us that friendship with the Lord is reserved for those who fear him or those who have reverence for him. But then the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah, absolutely. And I only gain wisdom by learning to sit with the Lord and be friends with him. Um, and I've learned that more in the past nine months of my life because I've gone through some of the most challenging things and sitting with the Lord is uncomfortable because I love to be on the move. I love to go, 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 go. But if I'm patient enough to hear what the Lord has to say from the word, from the people around me, then I will actually grow in wisdom. That's and good. it makes me more compassionate. It makes me more empathetic. makes me more willing to hear my ideas, my presuppositions be challenged. And I actually grow in that. And those two things are inseparable, friendship with the Lord and wisdom. That's good. But it does not come without a true desire to know who he really is. And we can talk about what fear of the Lord is at a later time. We can talk about the theology of that. It's not like a jump scare fear, it's right? Not it's not a jump scare fear. It's like Five Nights it's at Freddy's. It's like, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's having a right understanding of who he is in your life. Yeah. And it, when you carry that willingness to be challenged in your presuppositions, you actually grow in wisdom. Man, that's good. Good last word, Alexandra and Mark. Uh, give her some props, you guys. Praise the Lord for that. Hey, we're so honored to have had you guys with us today as we kind of put the landing gear down for this show. We are about to wrap up. But before you leave, there's a couple things that I, I got to get, get like three more minutes because there's exciting stuff that I want to tell you. Number one is uh, this is our second of three encounters that we had yesterday. We did religion and anime. Was anybody there for religion and anime? Nia and Genesis Evangelion? A couple of you guys. Awesome. Thank you guys for coming out for that. But tomorrow morning, if you got that coveted Sunday pass, we are doing something here that we've never done before at Megacon. And that is Sunday morning, we are having a church service at Megacon. If you guys are skipping church to be here this weekend and your pastor is giving you a guilt trip, I will write you a note that you can <laughs> bring home and say, I went to church and praise Jesus. We've got a worship band coming in. It's going to be a short service. It'll be about 45 minutes, 40 minutes. Uh, so it'll be real, real quick, but it's a great time to come together with believers. Praise the Lord. People from all different walks of life, all different backgrounds, all different denominations, and at every stage in their spiritual journey, coming together, have church. This is super important because we want the good folks at Megacon to see this is something that people want. We don't just necessarily need to see all of the tried and true things of people walking around overexposed and, uh, you know, just, you know, all of the, the, the money grabs. This is just something that we can do to encourage people and uh, and lift them up spiritually. So please, if you can, uh, be with us for that. That is actually on the Megacon app. It's an official authorized deputized uh, encounter that you guys can be a part of. Secondly, thank you guys for being with us today. And to say thank you to you, we have put out a brand new book. It just launched this week. We got our copies on Wednesday. It is the Nerd of Godcast Daily Nerd Devo book. It is 70 uh, devotions that are Bible-based. Uh, they come from fantasy, sci-fi, animation, video games, comic books, and uh, we want to put one of those in your hand today. Uh, we are selling them at our booth for $5, but because you guys just came and spent some time with us, every single one of you guys on your way out today is going to get one absolutely free. So congratulations. You, you, good job. Thunderous 
applause. You are the first of your friends to have a copy in your grubby little hands, so we're excited. We, we hope that you guys like it, and uh, if you already have one or once you get through it, please share it with somebody that you, you know that loves nerdy things and is maybe checking some things out on their spiritual journey. So uh, that is all the time that we have for today. We are so grateful. That's my, my wife back there. Everybody say, what up, Sheena? What up, hey, Sheena? She got an arm full of books, and she's giving you looks, so she is ready to uh, ready to put those in your hands on the way out. I think we are out of time, so for all of us here at the Nerdy Godcast and Megacon, thank you so much for being with us today. For everybody on the stage, Steve-O Supremo. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Megacon Liz. Bye-bye. Alexandria Marka. So long, and thanks for all the fish. Lovely Lady Lismati. Make good choices. Jamaican Ollie. Yaman. Yeah, and the big man, Quentin Gregory Neff. Green Lantern's light. I am Tony T. Until next time, we ain't got to go home. Home, but, but we, we can't can stay here. God bless you guys. Thanks for hanging out. Enjoy your devotion book. Come see us in Artist Alley.